0: Yo, yo, what is up, my man? It's Thea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Honored that you would take some time out of your day to listen in, and I promise we're going to make this worth your while. We're talking about Kirk Franklin today, a very, very influential figure, and um, going off of an older interview, actually, that he did with Oprah uh, many, many years ago, sharing about sort of the link with porn and how it affected his marriage and his sex life, and you know, this isn't really about Kirk Franklin as much as it's about the story and some of the things that we can learn from that story. But as well, there were some some interesting parts of his story that I, I thought were worth mentioning. So we're gonna jump into that. It's gonna be really awesome, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but before we do that. I do want to just tell you really quick that we still have some spots open. Um, This happens periodically. Uh, We've been fortunate to have a little bit more capacity lately. And so that means no waitlisting. And so if you've been on the fence about our program or you really want to do it and haven't found the time. I would just say that now is your chance. Usually we get a little bit of a ramp up going into uh, the holiday season. And then in January, it's absolutely crazy. And um, uh, gosh, I don't even know what our capacity will be like in January. Uh, Once we are out of spots, we're out of spots, and that's the way it is. So if you're serious about, about getting some help, I would just say act sooner than later while these spots are available. I can't promise they will be available for you later. And I would also like to suggest to you that it would be awesome for you to start 2024 free of pornography or certainly well on your way to doing so. And we can help you do that. Usually our process takes about 120 days to really get things established and the momentum in the right direction. So yes, we would be bleeding into 2024 a little bit, but you could make that resolution or you could make that stand and say, this really is the last year I'm going to do it. And I think that would be totally worth your while. I'll tell you, I will tell you this, um, the year that I quit pornography was 2016. My last relapse was in February, but the January that year, I made a decision in my heart because um, basically from, from in the months leading up to it, I had so much momentum. I, I, everything was going in the right direction and I knew I was close. And I just said, this is the year. I, I will figure this out this is the year. And I had said it every single year before, but I knew something was different because I had momentum going for me already. That was the big change. And so for you, rather than waiting for another new year's and saying, this is the year, get some momentum going behind you now, you know, while you can get ahead of it. So that when you say, this is my last year, 2024, or 2023, even you mean it you know, and you can actually be confident and that momentum can carry you until you see a full and final result. So link is in the show notes. If you want to book a call with my team, we'd love to speak with you. Okay. Now let's jump into today's content today. We are talking about Kirk Franklin. Okay. And Kirk Franklin uh, specifically admitting that porn ruined the sex life in his marriage. So this is a really common story. And the reason I'm, I'm highlighting Kirk Franklin, you know, I don't like being clickbaity. You guys know that. And I'm not just about taking a celebrity name and trying to like blow it up, um, so that you guys will be more interested. But I have to say, I really respect Kirk Franklin. I know he has not been a perfect, uh, example, you know, as far as a Christian man goes, he certainly had his share of issues and this would be one of them. Um, but he's he's also had an incredible influence. Um, my, my wife and I saw him perform in Toronto last summer. Is that right? Yeah, it was I guess it was last summer. My goodness, that was so long ago now. Um, we saw him perform. Uh, we were really impressed by him. He was He was really fantastic. Uh, but we got to hear a bit of his story, you know, and it really um, got some some major respect for him. And in, he he did open up about his, his struggle with porn, um, not, not there at the event, but um, in other platforms he's done that. And as I dove into the story, I realized you know, there's some really interesting material here that I think you guys could benefit from. And so we're going to just jump into this a little bit. Now, in case you don't know who Kirk Franklin is, um, basically there was a time probably about 20 years ago where gospel music um, in the Christian realm arena was was sort of a subgenre. and it was reserved a lot more for uh, just just to be frank for you know black people, black churches, uh, churches that were accustomed to that, but it was not really considered mainstream. You had these other big uh, worship movements that were dominated by white people and that you know kind of had more white people worship music, if we can put it that way. And Kirk Franklin was the first gospel music artist that really, Broke into the mainstream in a, I would say, significant way, and others had done it as well. But Kirk Kirk Franklin was kind of like he was a bit of a, a pioneer, at least from my perspective. I know I'm probably gonna get some backlash for that that uh, that narrative, but um, that that's ca- kind of my view of it. So, um, anyways, a very influential man, and when someone like this is willing to share about their porn addiction, I listen. You know, my ears perk up, and I go, okay, what can we learn from his story? So. Again, there's there's just little nuggets, but I I I think they're they're worth mentioning. So one of the things that that Kirk explains is that when he was adopted, sorry, that he was adopted when he was four. So this is this is a quote from him. Now my mama didn't want me, my daddy wasn't there, so there were a lot of insecurities. Porn was like company. Now we talk on the podcast a lot about how the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection. So it's interesting. I was a little bit taken aback by this because. Um, this, this is like a very raw, real sharing on his part. This isn't like the, you know, this was just my flesh versus my spirit. This was just the enemy. Um, he acknowledged that porn actually provided him connection. Company was his word. And it's a great reminder for all of us that, that often our misbehavior is simply the result of unmet needs, which means if we can get those needs met healthily, well, Then hopefully we do not engage in the misbehavior. My mama didn't want me, my daddy wasn't there, so there were a lot of insecurities. And I I will say that the most impactful thing that we do in our program by far is um, kind of what we would classify as like inner child work or um, that sort of thing, Uh, working through wounds of the past, parent childhood dynamics, sorry, parent child dynamics in childhood. These things become crucial, critical really for somebody's long-term recovery and last, uh, lasting freedom. So again, this part of Kirk's story just kind of highlights that. And I thought that was really interesting. Now get this. Okay. So he got exposed at a young age. He starts watching. He opened up to his pastor when he was 15 years old and his pastor's response was, you'll grow out of it. You'll grow out of it. Now, when I read that, my, my blood boiled just a little bit. Because I'm really, really sick and tired of these kinds of responses from people that we are trusting to guide us and lead us through some of the challenges and difficulties of life. Now, to be fair to this pastor, uh, when Kirk was only 15 years old was long before internet pornography and some of those things. And so, you know, it wasn't the, the obvious epidemic with tons of solutions that it is today, but still a very frustrating response. Now, obviously, we know that Kirk did not um, grow out of it. In fact, it got worse. And when Kirk became an adult, this is, again, part of the story, he figured that marriage would fix the problem. Oh, my gosh. How many people have we heard say that before? Um, And obviously, it didn't happen. So, look, there's a a lot of things that we can point out in someone else's life and say, oh, he did this wrong, he did that wrong, or, oh, you know, what a fool for thinking that way. But the reality is, look, um, I can definitely relate to the insecurities driving porn addiction. I can relate to, you know, talking to church people and them not, not really knowing how to handle it effectively. And I can relate to thinking that marriage would fix the problem. I, I, I was there through all of that. And so I think we're all on the same page here. No no one's better. He who's without sin cast the first stone. But what I would like to say to you is there is something in Kirk's story that really struck me and I wanted you guys to, to hear this. Uh, Kirk fumbled his way through his addiction. That's just the honest truth. But he did one thing that I would say a lot of guys are actually not brave enough to do. So as a married man, rather than waiting to get caught, Kirk confesses addiction to his wife. So that, that says something. That does something. When you confess, when you say, I've made this mistake. I have this problem. I need help. And you come forward, good things happen. Or maybe I will say it this way, better things happen than if you waited to get caught. Now, his wife was hurt. So it's not like, hey, if you confess, then everything's just peachy keen and you can just carry on with your life. Status quo, business as usual. Doesn't work that way. So she was hurt and there was a lot of contention over this. Uh, But for her, she had an interesting response. She said that sex had become so not special and she was worried that something was wrong with her. She could kind of tell, like, hey, something feels off. And all of a sudden everything kind of connected. Now, because Kirk confesses addiction, he put the work in to get clean, he and his wife are actually still married to this day. And like I said, Kirk is still on tour and writing music and continuing to change the world. And I, I wanted to land here today, guys, because what I wanna what I want to illustrate is hopefully if 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 not my life, then maybe somebody like Kirk's life will show you that marriage does not fix your problem, it makes it worse, that there are underlying issues within your heart that need to be addressed for you to fully experience a recovery, and that just because the church maybe hasn't been perfect in their response to you doesn't mean that you can't get the help you deserve and experience freedom. And on the other side of it, well, let's just remember that God turned his life around and continues to use him for his glory, and he can do the same for you. Um, If you get nothing out of this, then hear this. When you confess good things happen and if good things don't happen better things happen than if you would have got caught so that's everything for today guys thank you so much for listening i hope you have an amazing day okay we'll talk soon bye bye hey everybody it's sathea again thanks for listening to unleash the man within i wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that i wrote for you called the ultimate guide to porn recovery